to another exciting new episode of Kraken One Open. Open. Ooh, we're going open, epic now, huh? Open. 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 Are you still going? All right. It, it's done. <laughs> so who are you? I'm Mike. 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 And I'm Elise with no echo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so. Excuse me for trying something new. This week, moving on, we are drinking Swag, a seasonal summer wheat ale from Blackhawk Brewing Company, which is located in Oxford, Connecticut. And this is a brewery that we've been meaning to get to for a very long time. Quite a while, I would say. Quite a while, quite yeah. a while. Um, they also apparently now have a second smaller location inside Bear's Smokehouse BBQ in New Haven, uh, which is interesting because if you look on the restaurant's website, their tap list isn't exclusively Black Hog, but it's like mostly Black Hog, like a little more than half. And then the, the rest of the taps are other Connecticut based brews. That's um, weird. Yeah. But kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Like a mini tap takeover? Mm-hmm. A mini permanent tap takeover? But then the barbecue has like five other locations in Connecticut, but they aren't specifically affiliated with Black Hog. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Black Hog is run by two brothers and an old family friend. And I guess family celebrations are really important to all of them. So the name of the brewery is based off the idea of their favorite way to celebrate, which is roasting a pig and enjoying all that food together as a family. Aww. Yeah. I mean, not all for the pig, but not all so for much. everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Swag, as I mentioned, is a summer wheat ale. And Black Hog describes it like this, quote, There are several definitions of the word swag. One, stuff we all get. Two, top off slash tie off. Three, money a burglar lifts. And four, slang to describe a person with swagger. I got those moves like Jagger. I got those moves. <laughs> oh, sorry. You should be. <laughs> you are not Adam Levine. <laughs> I love you. But <laughs> Whatever. He, no, I say that as a compliment because as much as I love early Maroon 5, his voice now is grating. Whoa, whoa. What if he listens to this podcast? He doesn't Adam, listen. Adam, you're just, you're fine, man. <laughs> uh, so swag. Ruin my chances on the voice. <laughs> I don't think he's a, a co-host anymore. He could be. He could come back at any time. You don't know when I'm going for it. Can I get back to the beer now? Yeah. <laughs> so Swag is a refreshing American wheat ale with hints of citrus from fresh grapefruit fields and a light herbaceous pop from herbs we grow in our brewery garden boxes. Grab a cold Swag, a lobster roll topped off with grated aged sheep's milk, uh, Bianco Sardo, and steal away some summer sun. This one is certainly something we should all get. End mm. quote. <laughs> Fancy. Yeah, so the suggested food pairing is with an acidic aged sheep's milk uh, pecorino, which tracks because that's what they suggested with on the lobster roll. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was a separate like category. I'm just, I'm, I'm being thorough. Thorough. So Swag comes in at 4.7 ABV and has a rating of 12 IBUs. Ooh. I think that's the lowest number I've seen yet. Yeah, so that's really interesting to me just right off the bat as to how this is going to taste compared to 
all the other beers. All the other beers we basically had lately, yeah. As far as malts go, the ones included in this brew are Two Row Pale, Crystal 110, Munich, and Wheat Malts. And hops include Pearl, Super Galena, and Lemon Drop. And just as a side note, uh, to whoever designed Blackhawk's website, thank you, because it actually lets you click on each individual hop, and then it brings you to a list of what beers they used that hop in. Um, So it's very easy to to do research <laughs> it's a really nice. cool idea um and it it just it makes a lot of sense to have a tool like that well some people like certain hops so yeah to be yeah. able to go okay oh, so i like this beer so i like this hop now what else can i try that i like exactly I that just is pretty ha- good. i just haven't actually seen it like executed before so take note other breweries <laughs> i like that they list the malts too because you don't often list the malts and the types of malt not often um some do most don't uh so I'm excited because I don't think we've ever talked about two out of the three hops on this list. I know we've talked about pearl hops before. They are German in origin uh, from sometime during the 60s or early 70s. And they're actually a very close substitute for Hallertau Mittelfra, one of the noble hops. Except that pearl was created specifically to be a disease-resistant alternative to it. A super hop, if you will. (laughs) A super hop, uh, which is not as susceptible to mildew. So Pearl is said to have a pleasant aroma with elements of mint and pine and a hint of pepper and spice. And they're dual purpose, being used for both bittering and aroma, depending on what you're brewing. So next up, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a little confused about Super Galena hops. It seems like it is a currently experimental version of Galena. And from what very little I could find about Super Galena, it leans very spicy and grassy and herbal. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's different than mangoey, fruity, yeah, bitter. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's also very different from like a summer. Not that I don't like those descriptors, but that's not a descriptor you usually see for a summer beer. For summer, yeah. Um, So Galena hops, just in general, I figured I'd cover that (laughs) uh, just to round it out, are known to be super clean and reliable bittering hops. It's apparently the most widely used commercial bittering hop in the United States. I'm really surprised that we haven't come across it before, or at least very, very few and far between. Wait, but what were your notes on Super Galena? That it is an experimental version of Galena. You said, what were the three descriptors? Spicy, grassy, and herbal, which makes sense for bittering. I guess. I guess. (laughs) It's not what I picture in my head, but okay. Galena hops rose to popularity right around the time that there was a worldwide hop shortage in 1980, and farmers were scrambling to find newly available rootstock. So brewers across the country started using Galena, and it's still used by some of the biggest brewers in the country, and is actually said to be the only hop used in Corona Extra, which was... But, Apparently more interesting to me than it is to you, <laughs> Judge by. But Corona sucks. Ugh. If, if that's the only hop that you're using. Yeah. That's not to, to judge as to, you know, if it plays well with others. That's true. And it could be the malt in a Corona that's bad. We, we've never <laughs> really gone over Mexican beers. I'd be very interested yeah. to try to go over like a Mexican, a couple of Mexican. I know that's. We don't go over it because my reaction to Corona Extra was uh, yuck. <laughs> but 
it'd be very interesting to go over certain uh, Mexican beer styles and and see what makes them different because they are a league of their own. They are completely yeah. different from most other beers. And I know we had one that I actually we both actually really enjoy Love from, from Dockside. Andy from uh, the brewmaster at Dockside had had brewed. Yeah, the Chilsner. He was talking it up while we were interviewing them back in May, mm-hmm. uh, but we hadn't had it at that point yet. So we were we were both kind of like a little skeptical I feel like just because neither of us are huge fans of Mexican lagers necessarily but Dockside's version Andy's version that he like brought oh, yeah. brought his recipe to them holy shit he's on the west coast where apparently a lot of people just brew Mexican style beers well, he, he said when when he was growing up that he would go down to Mexico yeah he yeah. lived in like SoCal so he would just go down to Mexico all the time and enjoy those beers so he wanted to recreate that so maybe it's just mass produced Mexican beers I don't like maybe I would be very interested to know now, though, if they use Galena in Chilsner. <laughs> we'll have to do our episode on Mexican beers. <laughs> Actually, good summertime episode. <laughs> um, so Galena's fruit flavor profile really kicks with clean notes of citrus. And some brewers suggest that it's better when boiled in smaller quantities than as a later addition, uh, because it brings forth stronger aromas of black currant which when you're using it as a bittering hop, it can actually get a little unpleasant. They call it catty. I yeah. can see that. And then last but not least, we've got lemon drop hops, which almost sounded like a fake candy, but they actually do exist. <laughs> There's just not a lot of information to be found about them, unfortunately. From what I could find, they're produced by Northern Brewer, and I've definitely seen them listed as developers of other hops that we've covered as well. Um, and it's said to offer a unique lemon citrus character with a pleasant aroma. The bright citrus and subtle herbaceous notes are perfect for sessionable beers, which swag is at 4.7%. Um, while ales tend to bring out her sweeter side, lemon drop is delicate and refined enough for quality lagers. So it's got notes of lemon, mint, green tea, and... Light lemon. Okay, I, I was not paying attention when I was writing these notes. <laughs> and <laughs> is great for late kettle additions and dry hopping. It was released in 2012 as an experimental hop, and it's comparable to Cascade with its unique combination of fruity and herbal notes, and is ideal for IPAs, pale ales, and saisons. I can see that. I can see saisons, definitely a lot of saisons have quite a, a lemony tea note to them. Lemony, herbaceous, yeah. Yeah, so that's... That makes sense. I'm almost certain we have either done lemon drop on an episode before or we were at a brewery that used lemon drop. So you looked it up and you gave me that almost exact description. At oh, one really? Point. It's like I'm having the weirdest deja vu. You don't usually Wait, have deja vu. That means there's a glitch in the matrix. Oh. Uh, operator, I need an exit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's about time to crank it open. Thank God. Yeah, it's really hot. We could use a cold beer. Are you ready to crack it open? (laughs) If we had a live audience, this is where they'd all be cheering for us to open it. Maybe we'll get there. Ooh. Mm. Interesting. I'll tell you what I can smell right now. Right off the bat. Grapefruit. Lemon. And lemon. <laughs> I smell that lemon peel, that wheat ale, that wheat ale citrus. That's what I smell immediately. Like, It's a little bit darker in color than I would have expected. I almost expected something more toward back east spring ale color. Um, 
like that really really light yellow golden yellow no this is about what i expected from a wheat like a blue moony type of type of situation mm. like kind of hazy very golden very i don't sounds lame when i say it like wheat colored <laughs> wheat elf. Duh. No it's like yes no it just Ooh. smells refreshing it's got a sweetness to it oh yeah it smells like sweet lemon peel wheat grassy awesomeness all right i'm, going I'm, for I'm it. diving in yeah <laughs> oh, oh. oh damn y'all oh that is delicious this is crushable af oh my god that's like sweet but the the it's little got bit a of, tiny bite on the back end yeah, that bite at the back end stops that sweetness from overpowering you're like oh man this is too no and you're like yeah no no it's cool we mellow all right <laughs> It's like that little bit of bite at the end really stops it from being like overpoweringly like. Yeah. This is awesome. And then you, it, there's a lingering like malty taste in the mouth too. A not, little bit, not, yeah. Not sweet, but malty. Almost Mexican beery, I would say. A little bit. Could be. Just that, yeah, just that taste of malt. You know, it's not like too IPA. It, you know, it almost. This is a good beer for someone who doesn't really like beers. But I'm not saying yeah. that to dissuade people from getting this beer who like beers, because it's still a very beery oh, beer. Yeah. But it's got so it's so complex that everybody's like, oh, I don't like beer because I think beer is an IPA or a stout or a lager, and that's like that's all they can be. That's true. Yeah, this is a very interesting ale. This it is evolves very, very quickly in the mouth. I would even I would still say though that this is like a cousin to the backy summer ale in a way. Yeah. I can see that. I would say the difference is that, I mean, obviously there's a huge amount of differences, but the summer ale has more bitterness and slightly less sweetness, mm-hmm. whereas they really play up the sweetness. And then, like you said, kind of use that bitter to kind of stop, stop it from the overwhelming from you. Much, which is actually now that I'm thinking about it, almost like back east spring ale with the lemons. Mm-hmm. Because this the lemon is super present in this. What I like about this right now is I actually don't, get the grapefruit really at all i don't really i know you're getting it and i can i can smell it i don't taste it i i don't in, know if i can smell it because i think taste, I just, the I citrus want... is definitely lemon but i smell what maybe it was just the head that i was getting the grapefruit on it could be because i want it to just be lemony yeah that i don't i'm blocking out the grapefruit but i really don't get any of the grapefruit notes which and is I know weird because you you love you some grapefruit i do like grapefruit i like grapefruit peel Mm-hmm. You know, and I like grapefruit juice and then, you know, all that grapefruit stuff you put in and beers. seltzer. I love grapefruit seltzer. That's all I drink. <laughs> it is. But if it ain't beer, it's grapefruit seltzer. <laughs> or Coca-Cola. Mm. Sponsor us Coca-Cola. Wait, this is a beer podcast. Damn it. I got two <laughs> other casts. So anyway, <laughs> I do get a little bit of that sage, I think, for sure. But sage is definitely prevalent in there to stop the citrus from being like, whoa, give it like that herbaly. Mm-hmm. Like lemons and, and and spices and like a, a nice water, like a nice like pitcher. And it's like a nice mm-hmm. summer tea, like a nice like iced tea kind of summery kind of thing yeah. with actual like fresh ingredients. Yeah, no, this is interesting. Although it is akin to another other beer we talked about before. It still takes its own place in a world of, of samey, but also still delicious summer beers. Yeah. But it provides another option. Like, not everybody likes an IPA. Not everybody likes things to be that bitter. And IPAs are like, you know, obviously overwhelming 
at least here in the the northeast when you go to the liquor store that's that's what's on every end cap it's what mm-hmm. takes over most shelves but then so if you're looking nice for to... something yeah refreshing and summery it's like it's a different mm-hmm. option other than going okay i can't have a summer beer because it's an ipa mm-hmm. i guess i'll have cores or anything like that like a regular yeah. just lager or pilsner but this is and this would be great mm. at like a barbecue this would be fantastic at a barbecue I want to go out on the deck and drink one, another one of these right now. That's how good this is. Like, this is just super refreshing. It won't yeah. bog you down. Like you said, super crushable. Mm-hmm. But that little bit of lemon, and it's not like so much lemon, it tucker, puckers you out. No, not at all. It's this little bit of lemon that's almost like, ooh, all right. Like when you have just a little hint of lemon in your ice water. Yeah, when you have a slice, like right on the side. Oh, man, this is good. It's so complex and interesting and all these flavors come at you at once Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a long evolution at all no it hits you like boom 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 like right now after having a sip like taste in my mouth i don't really have anything identifiable like i i guess that makes it good for have with food yeah i would say so it's not gonna affect the taste of of what you're eating right yeah yeah it's just really really good i'm glad this came in a six pack yeah right (laughs) No, this so is fantastic. speaking of which, would you like to talk about the cans? I would love to talk about the cans. Because they're pretty awesome. So these come in uh, the good old 12-ounce or small boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a yellow label on it with a red-orange small banner on the bottom. Very small banner on the bottom. Very thin. It says, hashtag summer of swag. Hashtag drink to the hog. 12 fluid ounces, 4.7 alcohol by volume. Drink cold. Enjoy with friends. Then above Aww. that... On the right side of the can, which I'm looking at right now, you got the barcode. You got a Made in Connecticut logo instead of just the craft beer logo. I do like that. And then you've got the Blackhawk Brewing logo on it, which is just all black. It's a silhouette of a pig. It says, above it says Blackhawk. That's why the pig is black. And if you look at I the like, center of the I can. I like their condensed logo on their website where it's that the same silhouette of the hog, but inside it's just... It's the, so it's the black silhouette, and then inside it says BHB in white script. So mm-hmm. for Black Hog Brewing, yeah. I think. Get a little mini logo going uh, on. I like that. So the center of the can has your swag pig. So he is a pig with heavy mascara on <laughs> and some eyebrows. Yeah, he's, he's got wing liner, yo. <laughs> he's, a, he's a very detailed line drawing of a pig. Probably ready to get cooked. Because he is stuffed with a grapefruit and his a cut Aww, grapefruit in his mouth. Sorry, buddy. Ready to get cooked. Eyes are open though, which is kind of creepy. Yeah. So he's very detailed, very good. Very detailed. Again, it's called Black Hog Brewery. They're using a pig in their logo. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> I would definitely be interested. I mean, I know that I've had the oatmeal stout at some point uh, in the past few years, but I don't really recall seeing them on draft a lot where we usually our usual restaurant haunts so i know you've had more from their from this brewery than i have before i was going to describe the can i was going to say their granola brown i've had a quite a few times yeah um which is fantastic their brown ale is fantastic that's where i first had them and that's that's kind of their mainstay that's kind of like their main i think that's one of their year round yeah i think that's their flagship which is fine because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's why every time I can try to find a black hog, I try it because mm-hmm. that brown ale is so good. So along with the pig, it says swag on the bottom. S-W-A-G. 
little dot, so each letter apparently stands for something. Yeah, I glossed over that because there was nothing on the website about that. I was really hoping you'd go over that because it, it absolutely <sighs> stands for something. Damn it. <laughs> you found me out. <laughs> Interesting. We'll say that it stands for, so what about Greg? Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, you wait, figured wait, wait. it out. They, they had a four-point definition of swag, and the first one was stuff we all get. Hey! <laughs> this calls for celebration. Woo! We should have another beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's pretty much the can. The other side has your independent craft logo, Brewers Association. Uh, brewed and canned by Blackhawk Brewing LLC, Oxford, Connecticut. Near good old government warning. So, it's a pretty simple can, but I think the color, the yellow, it's like a mustard yellow, the orange brown and the pig on the front mm-hmm. really sets it apart from most cans oh yeah the yeah the colorway is definitely unique so, yeah, and then the top <laughs> the uh, little can opener tab on the top your can tab is all black which is a nice contrast to, yeah, to the, the, silver the silver can and then inside the tab on the top where the cutouts usually are there's just a silver outline of the Black Hog Brewery Pig, which is really cool. It really stands out it's from everything else. It's a nice personal else. touch. Yeah. I really like this can. I'm not surprised I really like this beer because I like the other stuff Black Hog has yeah. put out. It's been a long time coming that we go to Black Hog and check them out. Mm-hmm. Now, I have Apparently a Apparently they're from- in the sticks. Yes, they are. Out in the boonies. <laughs> if you don't know Connecticut, they are. They're kind of far from where we are. Not an impossible drive, though, and we will make it. No, Oxford isn't bad. No. So I have a question for you that you didn't say. Yeah. The people, and you can cut this out if, if my question makes no sense. Okay. Did the people who run Black Hog also own the Casius restaurant in New Haven? Because I was always under assumption that they did. I believe there is some association with it. As I was, I didn't read the entire uh, biography of all three individual brewers, but one of them said... Um, something about cheese, and yeah, I think that one of them it does run the or did run the Casius truck, which also has an association with a restaurant in New Haven. The Casius restaurant is closed now. Now okay. it's just a truck. But when the restaurant was open, I believe he also opened Black Hog. That's what I knew. One of okay. the one of the guys that makes sense because yeah, one of my friends from work has uh, a family member that is also related to. <laughs> The Casius truck and and Black Hog. So there you have it, folks. I solved a mystery today. You did. <laughs> but this beer, to wrap up, this beer is fantastic. It Swag is. from Black Hog Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. I think it, if you can't find Back East Summer anymore more, or you're interested in kind of what the spring ale from Back East kind of tasted like, where you're getting more citrusy this is a, yeah. that's not an IPA but is so summer this is this is where you're going yeah this is one of the few summer beers that's not trying to be an IPA that is giving you the taste of summer in a glass and is just trying to be a good chill beer yeah well also I think that this might be technically a slightly more crushable version seeing that this is only 4.7% and summer ale is I believe what 6.1 or 6.0 or something like that I don't know I don't care they're both delicious they are I agree (laughs) (laughs) ABV is a justin number (laughs) you know they always say if there's foam on the field play ball (laughs) 
There's foam, what? There's foam on the glass play ball. I don't know. You sound like a beer perv. That's what I was trying to go for. Ew. <laughs> a perv for beer. This is honestly so good. It is. So, that's it for the beer. Switching over to the pop culture side of things, what we got today? Oh, yeah. Should I go first? Or do you want to go first? Do you go first? Okay. You go first. I, 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 I got my notes right in front of me. Nerd. Yeah. Fine, nerd. You I'll say that you. like it's an insult, but I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and read your notes, nerd. 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 What you got? <laughs> so... The new trailer for Netflix's reboot of Unsolved Mysteries dropped today, oh my God. <laughs> which is June 23rd as we're recording this. Um, and to be honest, I may have totally forgotten that this was happening, so it was a really nice surprise. <laughs> and of course, in true Netflix style, they're putting out this trailer at the very last second. The first six episodes of the new series will be available for streaming on July 1st, so I know what I'm doing next weekend. Uh, if you were a kid of the 90s, just the music is still enough to give me goosebumps. <laughs> And you can definitely hear hints of it throughout the trailer, which I love. Um, unfortunately, if you don't already know, Robert Stack, the original host and perfect narrating voice for the show, passed back in 2003 at the age of 84, 83, 84. This new series will be hostless. Boo! But... Netflix did get the original series creators, John Cosgrove and Terry Dunmuir, back on board, along with Stranger Things executive producer Sean Levy. Um, and they're sticking to the original format of the show, which blends interviews with reenactments, um, as well as the idea of covering not just necessarily true crime, but also just unsolved mysteries and paranormal phenomena in in general. Oh, now I'm in. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm interested. What we yeah, got? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unsolved mysteries is absolutely what started little Elise off on a path of true crime and and mystery and paranormal phenomena session. On, on a path of murder. Murder. Eh, you'll never see it coming, don't worry. The original series premiered in 1987 and ran for a very impressive 581 episodes over the years. Um, so as I mentioned, the first six episodes will be available next week, but the first season is slated to have 10 episodes. The rest will come at a later date to be announced. And that's what I got. Go check out the trailer. I'm really excited. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, don't be nervous at all. You're fine. You're safe. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I got some pretty cool news to share with y'all. Mm -hmm. So apparently we might be getting a new Batman again. Wait, what? That's right. There's a new Batman in town. On top of Robert Benson? Again. Is it animated? No. Ezra Miller's Flashpoint Flash movie will be coming out, surprisingly enough, still starring Ezra Miller, but we'll see what's going to happen say, with that. I was just going to say, I thought he was canceled. And we'll see what happens. But the Flash movie is still moving forward, regardless of who's going to play the Flash. All right. And it's been a long time coming. So the Flashpoint deals with the Flash going back in time and accidentally really fucking things up pretty bad. Mm -hmm. To the point where, in one alternate reality, at least in the comic book, 
Bruce Wayne is killed by Joe Chill in the alleyway in the streets, which causes Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne to become Batman and Joker, respectively. What? So that's right. Martha Wayne goes mad and becomes Joker. Is this the first time this has happened? This take on it? This comic book is maybe 10 years old now, but yeah, this is the first time that's happened, that take on it. That's so weird. So he creates this alternate universe, and Thomas Wayne is a terrible Batman. Or not a terrible Batman, but a harsh Batman. More of a Punisher than a Batman. He murders people, he does not care, he takes the law into his own hands, Mm -hmm. and obviously Martha Wayne, as the Joker, makes gives it a very interesting dynamic because she is, or was, his wife. So... Yeah. That's a very interesting dynamic between the two arch-villains in that. So that Flashpoint Batman has come back again uh, in the Batman comics because he was so popular and has set about to torture and ruin Bruce Wayne's life in this right, correct universe. Okay. Because he sees Bruce as a disappointment because he did not go full-on Batman to avenge his parents' murder. Or his Batman. So, this might be the Batman we get, or we just get an older Batman when he Flashpoints into the future. Who knows? Either way... Robert Pattinson will be playing this Batman. No, no. Michael Keaton might be playing this Batman. That's right. The Batman. Michael Keaton from the original 1989 Tim Burton movies might be Batman again. He is currently in talks. It is all over the interwebs. It is awesome news. Obviously, the reason that news leaked is I'm sure a studio executive went... You know how we get him to play Batman. Yeah. Shame him into saying no <laughs> by making an article that says, oh, yeah, he's in talks. He'll almost certainly do it. And then he can't say no. Yep. So this is great. I mean, what else is he doing right now? Well, he's doing a ton of things. Michael Keaton's oh, really? got a resurgence. All the movies he's done, The Founder, Birdman, the Spider-Man movie. Like, this well, yeah, dude is on I'm, fire right now doing a ton of Birdman stuff. Birdman was a, quite a few years ago now. Birdman was like eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe less. Uh, probably less than eight years ago. The founder wasn't that long ago. I'm saying, what Spider-Man is he doing right ago. now? He's doing a bunch of... I just listed three movies. They take two <laughs> years to make. Michael Keaton seeing a career resurgence and coming back as Batman, old man Batman, is awesome. Yeah. And I am all for it. I think that'd be awesome. Hopefully it's more than just a little like one-off kind of a thing. I think that'd be great. Like a cameo you're like talking cameo, about? Like a cameo, yeah. He's going to time tra- flash his oh, time travel. That'd tra- be so lame. Movie. If they have him, they have to have... Oh. But I'm right, very, I'm very... I'm very, very excited about this. I think it's going to be really cool. The news is all over the place. I'm cautiously optimistic that he'll say yes, because now he's been shamed by the audience and the internet. You know, if he <laughs> says no, he's disappointing the world. But I think that's really cool. I think that's the coolest news I've read about in, in quite some time. Yeah. Except for my next bit of news. Nice segue. And maybe I'm almost as excited about this news. Apparently, Netflix has announced a sequel to a certain Chicken Run movie. (laughs) That's why I didn't touch this article. I knew you were going to cover it. (laughs) 20 years after the original release, Chicken Run is back, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Chicken Run is coming back. It's a sequel, which is going to be... Amazing. Has it really been 20 years? It has been 20 years. The first one came out in 2000 and was best up for best animated picture. Oh my God. I remember seeing it in theater. The stop motion animation was great. The jokes were great. The fact that a couple of the chickens didn't make it and were turned into pies were like, 
oh my god, they actually killed some chickens. Well, you're also just a generally a Wallace and Gromit fan. Uh, yeah, I love the British humor of Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit is great. Shaun the Sheep is great. Mm-hmm. And Chicken Run was actually, I think I saw Chicken Run before I actually saw a full Wallace and Gromit anything. Really? I think the first thing I saw, I, I had seen like clips and stuff, but the first real full Chicken Run thing was Chicken Run in theaters. Uh, I'm so excited about this. Now, the thing is, I don't know if the any of the cast is going to return. Obviously, chickens only live for five to ten years, so maybe it makes sense for them not to return. But it's still going to be made by Ardman, which is awesome. He's the um, they're the ones that make the Wallace and Gromit movies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Coming to Netflix, easy to watch. Production is expected to start next year in 2021, so we probably won't see it until 2022. At best, but judging mm-hmm. by how hard stuff, I mean, stop, stop animation. Not that I've ever done oh my it. God. It's super difficult I to film. I cannot even imagine. I've attempted it. It's so it's horde. 2023 would be my guess, but yeah, who knows? Maybe 2022. Depends on how much you pay them. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about this chicken run news. Very, very excited. Understandably <laughs> so. That's my news. I like it. I dig it. I think I'm almost ready for a new swag. How about you? I think let's end this podcast first and then, yeah. <laughs> Y'all want another swag? Shout out to uh, Black High Brewing Company for this delicious hazy wheat ale uh, swag. Pick it up at the brewery if you are local or hopefully in your package store if you are semi-local. <laughs> and if you're not semi-local... I mean, we gave you all the stuff that's in it, so go look for something similar. Yeah, well, I, that's, I actually, that, I failed. I didn't look up what their distribution uh, range is. Anyway, thanks for tuning into this week's <laughs> episode. <laughs> and if you enjoyed it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken1Open or shoot us an email at Kraken1Open at gmail.com with questions, comments, suggestions. If you're a brewery that wants to sponsor us or send us, well, I mean, free beer would be awesome, but at least like... You yeah, know, suggestions if, as to what to cover. If you we'll guys, do it. Yeah. If you're we'll a brewery, if you're a brewery listening with a new beer, and you're like, "Hey, pick this up at the package store and talk about it." Here's a write up on it we have, or come interview us. We're here for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, within reason, we got to drive and stuff. So yeah. We're in Southern Connecticut. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> Unless you're paying for plane tickets and hotel stay. <laughs> and then, oh, and then. Yeah. Anyway, you got anything to plug? Of course. I was just whoring myself out two seconds ago. I'll continue. <laughs> so I've also got two other podcasts. I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema. I do with my buddy Mike Fields about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie came out at the same time or the movie simply didn't catch on in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, perhaps don't love about it, fun facts about its production, and why it might deserve a second chance. That's released every Wednesday. You can find us at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. You can join me and my buddy Dave where we talk about all things video games on all current systems. PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, VR. We got them. We play them. Every other week you get a news episode and preview episode where we talk about 
the latest goings on. And then you also get our deep dive episode every other week opposite that, where we do a deep dive into a new or favorite game. We'll talk about its production, what we think about it, what needs work, and what really works. That is out every Thursday, and you can find that at twoplayerbros.com. All of these podcasts are part of Forgotten Entertainment. Ooh. Ooh. And if you really like the sound of my voice, I've got audiobooks now on Audible. <laughs> you can check me out on Audible. I've got a book called The Final Girl by Brandon Ford, available now, and Sour by Tony Evans. Very nice. Yeah. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers. Get it? Because it's Blackhawk? Because it's a pig? <laughs> I did the snorts. I like it.